Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasilo, and of course, with me as always... It's Ben Vanell here. Tommy, how are you going? Good to be here. What's new? Um, Mild panic attack this week. That's about it for mm-hmm. me. How about you? Yeah. Um... Honestly, literally nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and why don't you... we just hurry, hurry up and bring in our third co-host because I have fucking nothing to talk about. <laughs> My name's Adam Knox and I've got some interesting nightmares I've been having if you want to oh, yeah. yep. go into those. That's um, pretty much it. I, the little bit of time I've, that I've been able to sleep has been sure. full of nightmares. That's a yeah, good new yeah. segment. We used to have Fashion Corner. Now we can have uh, Nightmare Corner. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Nightmare Roundup. Uh, I was communicating with a ghost and to tell me that it hated me, it like was yanking my covers off. I was like, do you mean me harm? <laughs> <laughs> and it was like oh. to say yes, it would yank my covers off. I had a great dream. You guys will love this. So I, um, I was uh, in, I believe I was in LA in this dream. I was walking around. Um, I stumble across... Who who else but one of my comedy idols, Nathan Fielder? Oh yeah, and I meet oh. Nathan Fielder, and I'm talking to him, and uh, you know he's, the he's little, very your, casual. Your little bed sheets slowly rising up as you're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I'm getting to know him, and he reveals, oh, I've actually got a Netflix show. I've been commissioned to do a Netflix show. I'm so excited about this to hear this in this dream. Um, and I tell him that you know what I've been involved in comedy it. for a while. I've been um, you know, doing did, have done some sketch stuff, and he was like, "Oh, so you like you know like a comedy person?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He's like, "Oh, we're hiring. You know, we're hiring a bunch of people. We're hiring writers. We're hiring a bunch of people." I'm like, "Oh, great. Well, you know, you you just heard my CV. Um, would you like to hire me as a writer?" And he says, uh, mm, "I see you more as a producer." <laughs> so <laughs> that is. <laughs> So you still that got a job on the show. Like you still got a job. <laughs> <laughs> a better yeah, paying job. <laughs> what a nightmare yeah. having to work in production yeah. rather than the lower paid job of a writer. <laughs> uh, I woke up in a cold sweat. And I, uh... <laughs> ah, oh, oh, I'm a money man. Oh. <laughs> ben, as you started describing that dream, this is completely true. Mm. Zoom came up with a notification for me saying that my connection was unstable. Almost as if my internet was going, come on, man, do you really want to use this connection to hear about some cunt's dream? <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> this, is a, this is a misuse of this service that some people really need at the moment. Yeah, no, I've got, I've got many more dreams I can describe in which I meet comedy idols and they offer me very good jobs if you want to yeah, hear right. uh, <laughs> some more nightmares. <laughs> maybe, like, uh, maybe you could facilitate somebody else describing the dreams, but I don't know if you're the right person to actually describe them. 
Maybe you yep. need to be in a sort of a role where you're yep. making sure yep. that someone else has the resources they need to be able to describe their dreams. Sure, maybe throwing in some ideas of what their dreams might be about, but in maybe, the end, it's up to them. Don't be pushy to with it. Um, I've heard heard this on a podcast, I think, that people have been dreaming a lot more lately because they... And their dreams have been much more like nostalgic and and intense and very detailed because <laughs> there's nothing going on. That like usually yeah. your brain power is used up overnight right. to sort of filter filter the day's experiences, but now there's no one's experiencing anything, so they're having these crazy detailed dreams. I've definitely been dreaming more more than I was before. Yeah, I, yeah. I've had very vivid dreams every time I've slept. Mm. That's yeah. That's a that's really interesting. The nostalgia thing, because yeah, since the and this is completely true. Since all of this kicked off, I've had three separate dreams where I was hanging out with Jamiroquai. That's completely <laughs> true. That's that's not a fabrication. I keep. Did he offer you about uh, the a job as a sound mixer on one of his future uh, albums? No, no, that's that not. Is, that's that beneath is. me. He offered me the job of lead vocalist in Jamiroquai. JK said, oh, wow. "I'm kicking myself out of the band so that you can be the new me." Tommy, it sounds like you are going virtually insane. <laughs> um, but this does tie into sort of uh, one of the. This is a this is a bit of a stretch to call this uh, a game, but it is um, mm-hmm. it is readily available on the iPhone, and there is um, there is a degree of competitiveness involved with it. I've been playing mm-hmm. the uh, the mobile game Sleep Cycle. Where <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. your iPhone yeah. monitors you overnight and then gives you a little grade at the at mm-hmm. the in the next day of uh, how well you've yep. been sleeping, um, gives you a little graph of you know how often you are waking up and uh, what kind of a deep sleep uh, you know when you're in deep sleeps and everything like that. If you were snoring, mm-hmm. it tells you when and it records you. Um, <laughs> now, I, I, this app seems redundant because I have a girlfriend. Who right. will absolutely tell me every single one of these things and how it affected her <laughs> sleep? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I um, I this is TMI, but I put the app on the other night and then I mm. couldn't sleep. Oh, no. uh, so I got the laptop out and um, <laughs> you know, had a bit of treated had myself a bit of to nothing a, for you. <laughs> yeah, treated treated myself to a bit of nature's Milo, and. Uh, <laughs> yes. And now I'm just because the mic because the app uses the microphone to tell if you're awake or not. Yeah, and so because does. I'd already I'd already put the app on, and so now I'm like, oh, Apple just has a recording of me doing that. That's, oh god! That's if, if it makes you feel any better, they already had several of them that you didn't need the <laughs> app point. to do that. They, it's it's fine. You could dig that up of anybody. But the, the kind of the weird thing about it is like it has become pretty addictive to like get that. You know, get that graph and the you get like a little ranking oh, for of sure. um, what quality. But it's it's kind of frustrating because like you can't really do anything about it. Like it, it, mm. if you get a thing where it's like, hey, you didn't get enough steps today. Okay, well, cool. I guess I've got to go on a longer walk tomorrow, or you know, I go for mm-hmm. a run or whatever it is. But this is just like, yeah, your sleep quality was sixty five percent, and it's like, great. I'd love it to Ooh. be a hundred. I, I don't know. Get, what do What's I do? What's your high though? score? What's your high what score, you Tommy? Because I use Sleep Cycle as well. I've been using it yep. for about a year. Okay. Um, I've used what it less you... recently because uh, I use it usually as an alarm. It, it That's sort of how it works. It, it goes yep. off, you know, in the morning. I haven't had to get up in the morning right. for the past little while. Um, I'm back on it this week, though. I've back sort of got some part-time hours with work, so 
Um, my my high score for this week, my best sleep quality has been eighty nine percent. Oh, okay. Mm. See, I don't I don't really get this. Like, I've got for, so from last night, for example, I I'll hold up to the camera. So, can you see the graph oh, yeah. there? I'm in a deep yeah. sleep, like most of the night. Oh. Wow! Can you see that? Well, yeah, I'll show you mine. Yeah, and that's it's incredible. Me that's a great. That I slept for well, eight hours and thirty-eight minutes, but then but it's, it's saying my quality was only seventy percent. But it's mm. probably not a good thing to be constantly in deep sleep. You want to be in and out. Like the, it's natural to come sure. in and out of sleep cycles. Yeah. So if yeah. you're constantly in that deep state, it probably means. Well, A, that the deep state is tracking you and it always has been and they're <laughs> absolutely a new world order. But yeah, also that, that, deep st- that deep state of sleep, I think, is like uh, uh, if you're remaining in that, it's a sign that it's not high quality while you're in it. Yeah, right. Okay. Right, right. I'm not a sleep okay. doctor, but I'm going to pretend to be for the purposes of this. <laughs> and I'm also never going to download this app because I know I'll get competitive and just remain <laughs> awake all night staring at my phone pretending to be asleep so that I can have the high score. Right. Hey Ben, what do you think of that? That's from Monday night. Oh, Whoa. fuck yeah! Ninety nine percent sleep. Time in bed is it. great as well. I, I'm never, I'm never in bed that long. I'm usually sort of, uh, it'd be like in bed about eight hours, asleep sort of six to six to seven. Oh really? Um, yeah, I'm in there fucking around for ages, just reading and checking the phone and doing all. Oh, that. here's here's a good one. A lot of screen time before bed. Feast your eyes upon that. Oh, 100% quality. No one has 100% good sleep. (laughs) Yeah. And so I was looking at my my overall graph, my month's graph, and you'll notice the quality really picks up around the time of a certain global uh, (laughs) crisis. (laughs) (laughs) Genuinely. Wow. December, January, February, terrible. I'm stressing out. I've got heaps of shit going on in my life. Works works fucking me over. And then all of a sudden, the end of the world happens and I'm sleeping like a baby. Vindicated. He's loving it. If you at home (laughs) want to know what Ben's sleep quality graph looks like, get an (laughs) unemployment graph and just flip it upside down. (laughs) Yeah, and that is yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly hey, how you it could, looks. You could you could get my unemployment graph and flip it upside down. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I uh, I prefer to live a life of leisure and debt. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been playing that too, Tommy. It's a great game, great mobile game. I recommend. Well, it. but it's but it's frustrating because it it's like I don't know. I the information is kind of useless to have because it's like it's in the past and there's no. It doesn't really tell you anything about like what you could do to, or may, I don't know. Right. Maybe if you use it more, if it's like I think apparently if you use it with the what in conjunction with the Apple Watch, which is measuring mm-hmm. your heart rate during the day and your steps, it probably starts to go. Hey, maybe like maybe exercise more during the day and you'll sleep better. Maybe it does that, but I just kind of find it frustrating because it's like, yeah, low quality, and it's like, well, all right, well. But what do you what do you, like? What do you expect out of this app for you to like wake up in the morning? <laughs> and it's like, hey, you did some stuff when you were like fourteen that you still feel bad about, and that you regret <laughs> yes, a little yeah. bit. So you've got to make yes. amends for that. That's what you were. That's yeah. how come you missed that couple of hours last night. Yeah, right. Well, I, I mean, if you're gonna have the microphone on and be monitoring me all the time anyway, then just be in my fucking brain and yeah. get yeah. to the get <laughs> yeah. to the heart of it and work it out for me. Well, I know I I. I do stuff to try and sleep better. So, like, I've, I think we talked about this maybe even on the Patreon pod. Surely not on the regular video game themed podcast that we do. Um, <laughs> but I That's like. That's not this um, one, right? We're not currently recording that, surely. <laughs> no. If that was the case, we would be 
complete fools and would need to apologise to our listeners for wasting their time. Um, I did stuff like slept with more pillows, slept with less pillows. Um, I started like having like sinus, you know, like using like sinus clearing stuff, you know, like just different ways to make myself sleep better and I would be able to test if they worked or not. And they all did and uh, I just have to they stick to They all did? You yeah, slept better like with more all... and with less pillows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, just having a medium number of pillows is the only thing that makes you sleep poorly. You just got to have yes, either exactly. too many or too few pillows. You're like, I've, oh, I've either got to be leaning forwards forty five degrees or backwards forty five degrees. I need to sleep on a bare bed with no mat, with no sheets or anything, or the bed of a maharaja covered <laughs> yes. in pillows and, and, and concubines. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll I'll um I'll tie this back into uh, to actual video games because yeah, talking mm-hmm. about how uh, keeping active can be a good way of getting more sleep, and so oh, yes. uh, a way that I've been trying to uh, to make sure I'm getting enough uh, activity in my day is uh, is this thing that I've been playing during the week. So during the weekend, I was hanging out with my girlfriend. I was uh, we were at the supermarket. I was just getting. I was just like having a day where I was like very um, frustrated by the situation and feeling very cooped up and like, you know, not being able to go places and stuff. And then for some reason, this thought just popped into my head where I went, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go right into EB right now and I'm going to buy a copy of Just Dance. And so I plonked down my 70 bucks for a crisp new copy of Just Dance 2020. Again, Can I I point out? Yep. I I just want to point out. I saw you you posted a photo in a group chat of you buying that game for full price well, whilst it was at that very moment on sale for half price on the eShop. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I think something about like getting it, it just seemed to make the most sense to get it physically because I was like, I might hate this and I want to be able to take it, you know, like sure. on sale it or yes. whatever, return it. That's why um, I've been hesitant to play this as well because we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, I think, Tommy, about yeah, um, this could be a good potential way to to stay fit in ISO. But um, I've played the demo. I'm curious to hear what you thought of the full game, though. So this never would have been on my radar, you know, outside of the current moment. But uh, I chucked it on. Uh, my girlfriend was with me and I had a fucking great time (laughs) it is even calling it a game is kind of loose because it's so you hold Mm. what on the switch at least you hold one joy con you can also use your phone as a controller um if you don't have enough joy con which is a pretty cool touch um and it it just you're mirroring the moves that are on the screen it kind of grades you it seems to be pretty lenient about how closely you need to follow the moves like you can yeah this isn't like a rhythm game yeah, yeah. Like a like a what's the drum one that that you got the peripheral for? Rock band. Oh, um, taco, <laughs> no. taco, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I played the demo of that, and that's like spot on, really good yep. rhythm game. You obviously have to be quite exact with the movements, and it's a real you know it's a real boon to have the Joy-Con because they're so mm. precise. But yep. yeah, I played the demo Just Dance, and it's really fucking loose. I felt. I, I, I couldn't get into it. I found it really, really hard to play because I thought I was supposed to be matching the exact movements on the screen and I was like, this is impossible. It's a person moving faster than me doing a dance I've never seen before. Yeah, it, I think it's it's really one of those things where the game isn't really happening on the screen. The game isn't anything you're controlling within it. The game is 
you in a room with friends, all looking like fucking idiots and having a laugh at each other. Playing it by myself right. in isolation, like I don't know that, it, like, yeah, I think I'd get bored of it pretty quickly. But scrolling through the list of songs with my girlfriend to find ones that one of us knows or both of us knows or whatever, and then just looking like complete fucking idiots and then getting mm. a grade at the end of it, it's it's fun. Like, I, I, yeah, I get right. it now. As a, as a party thing, I totally get the appeal of it. And so if you're... If you're holed up in a share house, if you've, um, you know, got a partner who's, um, you know, doesn't really play games or whatever and you're looking for like a super easy thing where it's just you hand the remote to someone or the phone if you don't even have a second controller mm. and just you just put this dumb thing on on the screen and you just try and match it and you look stupid and there's good songs on there. It comes with a trial of like the entire back catalogue of Just Dance, which is like 500 plus songs. The worst thing right. about it is it's kind of tricky to scroll through that. Like, they're kind of all organised pretty weirdly. But, man, there's tons of shit on there and just, yeah, it's just a f- it's just simple and silly and a fun distraction. It's just pure mm. distraction. Um, yeah. Would you say there's any benefit to it over, like, looking up a, a video of, like, aerobics Oz style and trying to just copy them? Like, what what's the... <laughs> If it's not tracking your movement and there's not really much game to it, is there any point to it over just dancing to a music video in your living it, room? Yeah, mm. did it did feel a little bit like that. I mean, it it probably yeah. I think it shows you a little bit more more what to do than if you were just watching the video clip. And as as lenient as it is with marking you, it it the fact that you do get a little grade at the end and you know you get points to unlock avatars and stuff within the game like. Getting getting those little things at the end of it does give you that little rush of like, you know, you get to the end and you see your score kind of rack up and then it gives you a star rating and a grade and all that kind of stuff. So it's mm. it's probably just, I mean, paying full price is probably a bit much, but if it's on sale now and yeah. And the other thing is it's a good workout. Like it, it yeah, you mm. chuck three songs on. I was fucked by the end of it. So it's definitely a good one for just... Yeah, good pop songs. It's it's great that there's actual real songs on there and not just, you know, yeah. naff made up ones just for this. It's like hits that, you know, you recognize and remember. Um yeah, I it's it's fi- I, I've for whatever reason I've always kind of looked down my nose a bit at the Just Dance franchise and now I'm like Yeah, I'm yeah. totally I, a convert. I, I'm the same. It's it's always felt like a, just like a weird novelty thing. Mm. Even like something like yeah, like you said like you mentioned before Rock Band or even sing star. Uh, maybe it's because I'm more interested in singing. But just dance mm. has always felt like, oh, this is a ch- uh, a children's toy that mm. it happens to be on a console. Yeah, and like I said, outside of this current moment, I I wouldn't have looked twice at it. But yeah, it's yeah, I had a good time with it. Um, dancing is fun. Dancing mm. is fun. What about you guys? <laughs> what have you been taking in this week? Uh, well, the exact opposite of your experience of like, I want something casual and, and, and fun. And I want to be able to move around a a bunch and have a good time socially. I've been, uh, trying out my new graphics card with ray tracing enabled on several (laughs) games. (laughs) Not only does that not involve playing with people, it pushes people who might want to play with you away for in future occasions. Mm. The experience of testing out tech stuff on a computer to try and push it as far as it'll go having that suck and then pulling it back 
as little as possible. You know what I mean? Like trying to push your computer up to the maximum of what it's capable of is an experience that makes me not want to do it as well. It is an <laughs> unpleasant. It's the whole yeah. reason that for a long time I moved away from games on a PC because the constant second guessing of myself that I do whilst playing a game of like, could I have turned up the fucking anti-aliasing a little bit more than this? Right. Could this look yeah. slightly smoother? Because I'd give a, f- I, I, it, I shouldn't think so much about it, but I, it, it ends up drilling its way into the back of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, hold on, Adam, because that doesn't sound too dissimilar to what I was just talking about, because it sounds like you and the computer are locked in a beautiful dance with each other. <laughs> so- <laughs> I guess so. I guess I, I guess you could call it that. I I guess you could too. That's why, yeah. Yeah, I'm happy to weigh in here. I'm I, I lend my voice to the uh, to the positive. That sounds like uh, you definitely would describe it that. That's like, honestly for sure. I'm 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 not going to be on the affirmative team here. I think with this particular wow. moment, I'm I'm going to have to be on possibly the wrong side of history and say that it is nothing at all like dancing one mm. tiny bit. Could Get a load the, of the mayor from Footloose over here. <laughs> <laughs> no dancing, only direct computer interpretations of light streams. That's all that's allowed in this town. <laughs> Ray tracing, if you don't know, is a newish technology that NVIDIA is championing. Um, who, by the way, NVIDIA, um, I think today s- said that all of their employees are getting pay rises during this and nobody is losing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I saw um, this. Despite I think their um, gaming service GeForce Now, or whatever it's called, like losing yeah. access to titles by the day. But yeah, that, I, I mean, it makes I, sense I, that there's there's companies that are going to be thriving during this because of exactly what they supply. Well, and it's I mean they're I think supplying video cards for both the PS5 and Xbox Series X. I shouldn't have said mm. that because I'm almost definitely wrong. <laughs> uh, but it's definitely one of them. It's definitely one of them. They're probably involved. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But people would be buying less of this stuff right now. Manufacturing is obviously an issue. So it's not like they could do it easily. So good on them for, for doing that. But uh, mm. so, yeah, ray tracing is like a, a, a big sort of modern technology that pretty much enables um, a video card to be able to directly process light. So lighting in games is, is fake. Currently, I mean, all graphics in all video games are fake. None of it's real. But uh, mm-hmm. the the way that lighting is done currently, and I am in no way an expert, again, but uh, I will plow on. The way that lighting is done is by pretending... Oh, fuck, I'm not even going to bother trying. This is a new way of doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and it and more, so the it more, dance continues. <laughs> it more closely simulates a real-world version of how light would be filtered through materials, how light would dissipate off of different materials, and how reflections right, would sure. appear on reflective right. materials. Right. It is... From what I've seen, and so I tried, there's a there's a version of Quake 2 that has this built in. It's like a tech demo. Uh, I tried it with Battlefield 5, and I tried it with... So Minecraft has a new beta that does ray tracing. Right. Mm-hmm. And you'd think Minecraft, well, cool, that's a very simple-looking game. It'd be very easy to see where exactly the improvements from ray tracing are, which is kind of yep. the case, but with all of them that I tried... Maybe I'm a fucking idiot, but it the difference to me is pretty subtle. Right. Or at the very least, your eye adjusts to it 
very quickly because right. it's trying to emulate more closely what you would expect to see in the real world maybe it's it's that your brain isn't picking up on the effort there because it looks you know closer to what your brain expects to see i think uh, that I makes don't know sense what it is. like the the brain already is compensating for average uh, to to good graphics as it is like we right. we already make so many leaps you know within our like our little machine in our head that makes things look like things to us uh, I, I guess yeah if it's like oh that's slightly closer to photorealistic right th- i wonder if the gradient of what our brain is doing it's like oh it's just still somewhere in that range of you know cuz you can you processing. can definitely see see the difference for sure and like if you flick it from on and off and on and off you you see the difference completely mm. but then you start moving around and you play it for like 30 seconds and you're taking it for granted already right um, yeah yeah and the improvements that it gives aren't that much to me over what exists in that pre-baked you know faked way that video games do lighting now mm. the difference isn't that stark to me now, right, it's not like several be, thousands dollars worth of of difference. Yeah, and, and, and like maybe the benefits uh, for a developer are, are in that they don't have to put any effort into thinking about the lighting because it's all kind of done for them, mm. you know, with just the graphics rendering or however the fuck it's done. I, I'm using words that I have read, taken in the context of, but never the meaning. Uh, <laughs> they also... When, when ray tracing is enabled in all of these games, it is so much more demanding. Uh, so you are having Minecraft run at like fucking 20 frames a second right? on a relatively new and pretty fucking expensive graphics card because you've turned on this technology which doesn't make an appreciable difference for mm. the performance hit that it takes, in my opinion. Right, so yeah, the right. fact that both Sony and Microsoft have been talking about ray tracing heaps for their new consoles... If it's built in from the ground up for them to expect it, cool. But it means A, that I think, you know, the error of this game runs pretty poorly at 30 frames a second. That error is not over because people are going to be trying to target this ray tracing stuff and improve the visual right. fidelity yeah, in that right. way at the yep. expense of things running at 60 frames a second. And this new computer and the VR especially, which is like forced on the Rift S to run at 80 frames a second, I'm starting to appreciate that stuff more. Mm. That that smoothness really does have mm. an impact on how you interact with a game versus the ray tracing stuff, which for me has had a, a, some impact on how a game looks, absolutely no impact on how a game plays. Yeah. Um, so it's nice, but it seems superfluous, definitely, and uh, demanding and, 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 and kind of costly in a performance way uh, mm-hmm. that isn't directly... Um, doesn't pay pay for itself. What's that word? Yeah, right. I'm so fucking tired, by the way, from how little I'm <laughs> But I've done an amazing job there. That if you've ever seen a person, you know, like when somebody gets to the end of a marathon and they're like almost shitting themselves and they're falling yep. over themselves. They, that, <laughs> that's how I felt at the end of that series of sentences. <laughs> Someone just fucking throwing water on me, just straight on a stretcher immediately after the marathon. Yeah, it was a lot to take on. Yeah, but but I. It, 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 I, I don't get it yet. It looks nice. You can watch videos of it that look a hell of a lot more impressive than seeing it in action actually does because when you're having a video point out, 
look at mm. this reflection and it's exactly what is rendered in the world shown back to you in a reflection. How fucking often are you looking at a reflection? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Unless you're, you know, a hairdresser or something, then you probably look in the mirror all the time. But <laughs> if you're... That's true. A hairdresser simulator will absolutely need ray tracing to be implemented. <laughs> you need incredible mirrors. St- if you are doing that, yet then 100% this is worth it. If yep. most of your surfaces aren't even that reflective and when they are you go you have to stop and look for it and then go like oh yeah cool <laughs> yeah nice i i, yeah. I don't see the benefit the, the the cost benefit thing of uh having it on versus having that um power be placed somewhere else i kind of feel that way about like any um kind of new tech thing like 4k i guess is a good example where the very like first moment that you're looking at it you're like oh yeah cool and then after like a minute or two, you just kind of used to it, and it's like it, it mm. loses that. Right. For anything where it's like it takes you a while to like upgrade, and you always think like, "Oh man, once I get this new TV that can handle this or whatever, it's gonna be so sick. I'm just gonna have my socks blown off like nonstop." <laughs> and then it just it just within a couple of minutes, it's just it's what you know. It's always like a little bit. I remember feeling that way about DVD when I was like a little kid, like getting the Matrix and like you know the first. 10 minutes of it being like, oh my God. And then by the end of it, just, yeah, you just, your eyes have gotten used to it. And it's like, mm, oh, I thought yeah. this would, I thought this would fix all the problems in my life, but. And the, <laughs> the difference in, in <laughs> video game terms definitely is that, yes, that visual fidelity is nice to go, wow, look at this. Isn't that incredible? But the losses that you're taking for it, specifically in frame rate, aren't worth the trade off because yep. frame rate affects how you're experiencing the game moment to moment. Whereas those little nice things and the ray tracing stuff is very impressive and it it does look cool to be able to very quickly and dynamically affect the way lighting looks. It's it's cool to put like a blue block of glass down and have the light behind it realistically turn a little bit of a shade of blue. It's really cool. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. you have to be looking for it. Whereas you're really going to notice when a game is constantly slowing down because you're you know, putting so much pressure on your video card through that. Yeah, yeah. So I Just don't know quickly, if it's worth it. Same as I know you guys are going to talk about this uh, in depth a little more uh, lately, uh, later, um, but uh, it Final Fantasy VII Remake, um, I was thinking last night, like I'm up to an area that's got a, a, a big bit in it where there's just kind of a lot of filler side quests. And I was thinking about it last night just in terms of the like, that this area that they've had to build and construct for the game that looks so detailed and so beautiful, I kind of understand like the justification for like putting the superfluous side missions in there because if it weren't for them, you would kind of just like pass through this area in the space of about five minutes and mm. then you leave it and you don't come back to it for the game. So like I kind of understand like their justification. Like last night it like dawned on me like them going, yeah, we spent hours rendering this like beautifully yeah. we're not gonna have you just cruise through it for six minutes like hang out and savor it like we, we got to put some side quests in here to just make this feel like it was more worthwhile to build this whole fucking area and detail it so vividly 
Sure. It's like when a movie will show you like four different angles of the same explosion. It's like, ah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That was an expensive explosion. We spent most of our budget on it. Damn right you're going to see it from five fucking angles. <laughs> Literally, slow motion is just that. It's adding in more frames yeah. to emphasize yeah, yeah. the point yeah. that like, yeah. look how Wait, look. much <laughs> petrol we had to use. Look yeah. for some, <laughs> go look for some fucking cats so that you can appreciate all the <laughs> all these little villages that we've made and all the little tin roofs that we've put textures mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is the thing with those quests is that there's several of them where it's like, guess who's fucking lost now? Yeah, yeah. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. It, first it was cats, yeah. now there's have some a look. kids gone missing. Yeah, go <laughs> have a fucking look. <laughs> I don't think they're near any of those textures we didn't fully render, though. Ignore those. I don't think the kids are near them. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so it's just, it's it's been fun messing around with a new computer though, and like seeing mm. graphics look good. Half Life, um, Alex blew me away in that respect. Uh, but the the ray tracing thing, there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of hot air around it at the moment. But I am not getting it yet, and I am more than ready for those words to come back to haunt me. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, right now, it seems like one of those things where you know when they just push in a direction <laughs> where they're like oh we got this new thing and we need to seem like there's a big big change and a big new crazy thing we can show off it, it really seems like a fake one of them like the hair technology do you remember that when like the witcher 3 oh, yeah, was coming yeah, yeah. out they were like look at this fucking hair effect we've got every <laughs> hair's rendered and everyone was like nah turn it off it's bullshit mm. <laughs> it makes <laughs> the whole game run shittily and i'm never looking at their hair i remember <laughs> like I remember lens flare was a big one in the late nineties. Yep. Every yep, game exactly. had a bit where it's like you look, your camera passes across the sun. There's bullshit. When lens uh, flare. when like the 360 <laughs> and the PS3 were coming out, there were a whole bunch of videos where they were just rendering NBA players and being like, "Look at these men's sweat." <laughs> yes, the sweat. I do remember the sweat. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. LeBron James yeah. is glistening. <laughs> Are you going to tell me this is not a new generation of video games? <laughs> So it well, feels it's a bit weird like with that. this gen, at least with the console. So I'm thinking more specifically of the console launches coming yeah. up because the big thing uh, that's already been highlighted with them is the hard drives because they're having SSD, like they're having very very fast hard drives built mm. in, and then with the Xbox, a proprietary extended hard drive, and that's already a really cool thing. In fact, that's probably the thing we're going to notice the most. It's the lack of load times and the speed of games, right. and that that's genuinely something I care about. It's not something that I'll be thinking about as I look at each game as I play it, but I'll appreciate it more. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, it, and it, I guess it's just more difficult to have a video show you that than to go like... Sure. I, the fact that they're saying, like, these are capable of rendering 8K, it's like, fuck off. <laughs> I can't do 4 <laughs> yeah. at the moment. 4 doesn't run properly with most things, so... Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't believe you. I played through the yeah. Half-Life games in 4K... They're from 1998, though. Yeah. (laughs) So in 20 years, maybe we'll be able to play fucking God of War 2 or whatever's coming out in 8K. But it's not. It's it's I I it has become less of a priority for me than frame rate, which didn't used to be the way Mm. I was. But I I I also think like the the differences at the top level of the of things are always going to be less noticeable than the ones at the bottom. Like. I the difference between 4K and HD on a streaming service is is negligible for me for my eyes, but the difference between SD and HD is stark. It, it yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's made some things unwatchable now. Um, 
I, I guess, you know, they just they just got to do it. They got to push technology forwards and we we just have to decide to not be wasting our money on it until, you know, it makes sense. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I guess it's just that these cards that they're touting as being capable of these things kind of aren't. Unless you're mm. willing to, to pare back a whole bunch of other stuff that is maybe more important, like having a certain resolution or having a high frame rate. I guess you get to make those choices and whatever, but uh, it's all not ready yet. And I guess that is mm. part of pushing technology forward is that it doesn't work properly straight away. But it's 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 kind of cool. I guess it's just more that there's a lot of talk about it at the moment being like, wow, this is this crazy new thing and it's revolutionary. And I wish that I felt that same way because mm. having it on and off, like it, it looks okay, but I'm I'm not fully appreciating having a fucking... Well, wow, look at that corner of that room's pretty shady. <laughs> Get a load of that. Oh, watch me watch how this bucket is dark inside, but it's light on the outside. Ooh. Get a load of that bucket. Ooh. Neon sign. Ooh. Pretty fucking bright. Remember how they never used to be bright in video games? Well now they're bright. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> finally. Yeah, I don't know. But I've just also I've got way too much time on my hands to think about it at the moment. So <laughs> it's not really their fault. <laughs> yeah, that does seem to be the main problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just talk for like uh, half an hour about this shit that I, I'm also trying to make the point that I don't really care about, but I've talked about yeah. it a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, what about have you yourself, been playing ben? some games, Tommy? I have. I basically have not been playing anything. I'm adjusting to sort of having some part-time work back again in my life, and so I've just ah, been right. working and then like watching TV um, like I be- played a bit of Civ Five again. Like I'm playing stuff that is genuinely like I've got half an hour and I want to relax and listen to a podcast. So like mm-hmm. Civilization, a bit of City Skylines, those sort of games. Um, nothing really new. Although there are a couple of games I'll be playing uh, for next week. Um, there's a game I've just downloaded that just came out. I think it's called something like Help Will Come Tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, which is like a it's like a sort of relationship management, party management game about a group of like five or six people who get like stranded in the Siberian wilderness. And so it's like you have a limited amount of like firewood, food, shelter, and you sort of manage the interactions between all the people, what you've got left, and you're trying to basically make it through the night and then the week and then, yeah, ongoing. Again, it's, it's like those games I mentioned, like resource management organization yeah, cool. like that sounds cool. yeah practice. it sounds it sounds fun bit of practice as well absolutely um and then there's another game coming out called something like cloud front or cloud bound or something like that um, is this the thing that you sent us cloud punk yeah cloud punk yes Frostpunk. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Cl- not frost punk i've played that that's a great game that's um very fun but no, yes, Cloud Punk, uh, where you play like a delivery driver in a in a. In of a course, you couldn't remember that. Future. Every fu- man, the people who are naming video <laughs> games need to fucking get together and go like, all right, none of us can use the word origins anymore. That's yes. we're yeah, done yeah, with yeah. that fucking word. Yeah, it. Yeah, oh, every Punk video is, game name is so similar. I've probably read like three books called Cloud Punk as well in my life. Like it's not. It's very very generic yeah. but um looking forward to that so yeah i'll have stuff for next week but this week not so much yeah, yeah i've just uh, been uh chipping away at final fantasy 15 um seven. had a pretty busy week so, uh, 15 sorry seven um 
just playing a little bit of it here and there, just kind of you know treating it treating it like a good book at the moment. The mm. new releases have kind of slowed down a bit. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, the new releases have kind of dried up, so I'm sort of definitely feeling the um, yeah, like you know, it's going to be harder for us with this show having less new stuff to talk about every week. But on a on a personal front, um, definitely happy to have the time to just kind of. Uh, yeah, chew through what's sitting there without feeling the pressure of starting something new every other week, which was what was kind of happening for a couple of weeks there. Well, and yeah. the same as, as I think a lot of similar podcasts to ours, uh, and there are many similar podcasts, all of lower quality, <laughs> but <laughs> we'll have to, you know. We're I the ray tracing while, of podcasts. <laughs> Raymond Tracing is my... Uh, <laughs> I, we're going to have to play some older stuff and talk about that and, it'll, you know, it'll be fun to, to dig back into the vault. Like yeah. I said, I played all, all three of those original Half-Life games within mm. the last week. Half-Life 1 and, uh, like, the original version and Opposing Force and Blue Shift, and they're all still fun. That, that good little um, bit of uh, comfort food we'll probably be eating for a few months <laughs> yeah, for months and months, possibly years. Well, there's still indie games coming out. Like that's the thing. The, yeah, the two games right. that I want to play for next week, they're smaller releases. Like they look cool. They have interesting mechanics and and styles. And people are still making those. Like those are not you know big production lines where people aren't allowed to go into the offices anymore. Like these are people making them at home. You know, with yeah. two or three people. So those games are still coming out. And if anything, yeah, it's it's giving me um, a chance to even just like know more about them i just feel like we were totally tapped into the mainstream video game the release cycle for like sure. four yeah. years at least or something like that so yeah looking forward to that I've, I've yeah i've i just started again um red dead 2 which i haven't played since i uh, i dove into final fantasy 7 remake and mm-hmm. persona 5 royal so th- yeah there's there's a lot of stuff to play that's just not yeah triple a titles yeah yeah i got a lot of yeah a, a lot of big um yeah, between finishing the Final Fantasy VII remake and then, yeah, finishing the Persona Five Royal, um, which will be me finishing Persona Five for the first time. I'm yeah, like pretty happy yeah. about just having that on the boil for a little bit. One bit of news this week that was very exciting uh, to me was a mm. uh, big update for Mario Maker Two. Um, yep. The they've said it's the final update that they'll be adding. It adds uh, the mushroom from Super did, Mario did Brothers Two. Yep. Did they say that it was the final update or the final free update? Uh, good point. I feel I feel mm. like I saw people saying that the language was written in such a way that it was like, this is the final free update that we kind of promised you, but it did leave the door open for if they for wanted them. to do some paid uh, stuff okay. down the line. Yeah, Which I could right. see them not doing. I could see this definitely being the end for Mario Maker as a whole, let alone two. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this this uh, was the last frontier, like having the world, the overworld stuff, because like yeah, we talked about it at the time. It's a fantastic game. It's like the complete package of what you would want this game to be. Now, I guess. Yeah. The only thing that they could really add from here would be like, st- like art styles that are just like completely. So like the Wario Land art style, but then you're just getting right. into like a whole new terrain that's like probably pretty difficult to implement so they've added mm. yeah the, the mario brothers 2 mushroom which lets you pick up enemies and chuck them they've added the koopaling sort of just with that one it was i, I was kind of it's cool that you can be like the mario brothers 2 version of mario and, and, and pick things up or whatever sort of disappointing that it's not like a full 
tile set or whatever. Mm. That was yeah. always the one sort of gap that they had there that yeah. I always just made the assumption they would fill. Same, but, yeah. Um, no. It is such a cool or at least different aesthetic. It it yeah, it is a shame it's not in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um but this is a, a an all right concession, like having some element from it in there. I mean it's probably yeah. the most significant element gameplay wise of that. Oh game, definitely. Is like that it, you can it, yeah. like ride stuff and pick stuff up. And mm. I could see that uh, you know, making a whole Mario Brothers two thing would be a whole separate big more difficult thing to do in the way of three D world as well being in there. It would have mm. to be all of these blocks are only usable in this thing, so maybe it doesn't actually really matter. And this is a good, yeah. Round, but um, yeah. so the Koopalings are in there, a bunch of new enemies, a bunch of the little um, like kind of box things that you wear in 3D World, like that let you, you know, you have a little cannon on your head and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, as Ben mentioned before, probably the most significant update: the um, world map creator, which is something that I think I said when we reviewed it at the time, like would be awesome to see them implement. And, uh, yeah, really, really pretty, I think pretty drastically changes the way that people can make and share stuff because that was yeah. kind of my big thing about it at the time, like just kind of loading up one level and playing through that and often it being quite a short experience. Like I kind of wanted to be able to just like lock in to a, like a, a kind of a full thing that someone had made and this now gives people the ability to make. I think you can make like eight, worlds and 40 courses or something like that and if you if you can like if people do this with care having an idea slowly ramp up in difficulty over those levels rather than generally what happens now which is you have kind of the most difficult version of that idea in there immediately because they want to do the the very clever thing that is like all of these elements combined but it is less fun to play than that slow learning experience of of figuring out how to do these new things and, and, and getting better at this skill that they can design now. So I, I, it's really cool to basic. It, it's not implemented in a way that you can have, it doesn't appear to be like puzzles between the levels or whatever, like go to this level mm. first so that you can turn on this switch and then the next level will be passable or whatever. Yeah. It is only a series of individual levels. So it's kind you, of just yeah. making one long level, but that's still cool. It gives people more yeah. scope to be able to, um, yeah, yeah the distinction between because like what yeah you're exactly right Knox. what was happening was people were making a hard level and then you were usually playing it four or five or six times to get that mechanic down to, f- to figure out what it was or to just get good enough to do it right. and that's just by definition less interesting than seeing it unfold over a series of carefully designed and planned levels and the whole joy of those original mario games was having all this new stuff introduced over time, having things build upon each other. Um, mm. That's most good video games is yeah. slowly building blocks on top of what you already know to teach you more stuff and then demanding it of you at the end. Yeah. yeah. And, and then adding in a bunch of extra boss fights that weren't in the original. <laughs> or am <Yeah>. I <laughs> looking forward a little bit too far to what we're going to talk about? Yeah, we didn't yeah, even mention that at the start, did we? But um, <laughs> no, I guess we'll just mention it at the end for people who want to stick around, and it'll be somewhere in the episode notes. Yeah, yeah well, um, I'm uh, I'm I'm happy to kind of the beauty of uh, you guys doing a sealed section over our current way of recording over Zoom is that previously I would have had to leave my own house and sit out in the street, <laughs> yes. whereas now I can just I can just turn the recorder off and just mute the call and. 
yeah. and just and just watch you guys mouthing <laughs> oh, and gesticulating oh, wildly on my screen. Gonna still watch? Okay, I probably I will. Walk away. I think I might just to try and put you off. I'll sit here and still watch. <laughs> You're a fucking freak. No, you'll see me. You'll just see me pottering around my apartment, getting some little chores done. Uh, I'll probably uh, water great. the fiddle leaf behind me. Uh, yeah, know. cool. Um, All right. <laughs> yeah, well, should we wrap it up for anyone who doesn't want to hear? Uh, uh, so Ben and Adam have finished fi- the Final Fantasy VII remake and are uh, going to have a hot spoiler chat. But should we? we we'll yep. wrap up and then you guys just continue for anyone who wants to yeah. stick around. Sure. Uh, so thanks very much for joining us uh, this week. If you are leaving us at the moment, uh, if you're leaving us now, um, thank you for listening. Uh, we've got the Patreon that you can subscribe to and get a bonus episode every week. We just did one with Alexi Toliopoulos where he hopped on and recommended us kind of off-the-grid movies based on some of our favourite movies. It was a lot of fun. Went for a bit yes. over an hour. Uh, lots of good recommendations too that I'm looking forward to getting stuck into. Uh, we've got the Let's Plays up on our YouTube that you can check out. Uh, filthycasuals.com.au for all that kind of stuff. Thanks very much for listening. Just to be clear, just to be clear as well, if you are still mm. going to listen, there will be full spoilers for the entirety of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yes. We're going to talk yep. about the ending in particular. And so if you if you don't want to hear that, turn it off after this you know ends and there'll be a little bit of music or whatever. And then we're going to mm. do full full on complete talk about the entirety of the story of final fantasy 7 remake so don't stick around if you don't want that spoiled yeah yeah don't just leave this on if you're in the car or something <laughs> pull over yeah. and unplug your phone yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we'll we and let's just pad out for a little bit of time here Pl- sure plenty yeah. of, gonna happen. yeah yeah, I mean, we always give warnings when we're about to spoil something, and it still apparently does not get through to people. Oh, so really? We really? Yeah. Have no <laughs> excuses now. We've talked for like four minutes about you spoiling have, the game. If you've tied yourself up in your podcast rig and haven't been able to undo the chains mm. by now, yeah, then <coughs> yell out that safe word and get someone to let you out because you 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 need to stop it if you don't want to hear. Spoilers for Final Fantasy VII Remake. If you're one of the many uh, listeners to our podcast currently practicing uh, what is known as the self-suck, <laughs> pull yourself out of that position. <laughs> the whole point of that is that you've still got your hands. So exactly, like you, that's it. Yes. You should be able yeah. to just roll and do it. <laughs> yeah. If you're this currently actually... performing surgery, honestly, they're a lost cause. You've got to stop this podcast <laughs> over that. Or at least get one of the nurses to do it. You'll get a bit of blood on your phone, but you need to do it. This yep. is actually stressing me out. Nox, can you, when you edit this, can you just chuck in Stairway to Heaven now just to make sure that people have plenty of time? <laughs> I'll put Inagata to Vita. Yeah. Completely right. full in between this and the... No, there'll be a little bit of Final Fantasy music maybe, but... Yeah. yeah okay, works. great. Well, as we say at the end here of every edition of Filthy Casuals... <laughs> Again, I cannot stress enough. <laughs> I'm going to give you enough time to do this. Uh, here, here's, here's what your last chance... A little bit of a pause here for you to be able to do it. Uh, you hey, know Ma! What? Ma! <laughs> it's too shady over here. Ma! There's red light filtering through. That's a, a scene of Robert speaking in the hit sitcom, Everybody Loves Ray Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> You've had enough time and now. You know what? I'm leaving. So to, if, you, if you still yeah. Yeah. don't want to be spoiled and you're still sticking around, take this as your cue. One of the hosts <laughs> is leaving his own podcast. So if this doesn't make it clear enough to you, then honestly, God help you. Yeah. All right. <laughs>
Um, I'll see. I'll see, <laughs> see you boys later. See you guys. See you later, Tommy. Bye. Have fun. Have fun talking about. Have fun talking about your little Playboy, your little game, your little game play, your little um, your little machines God. that you're on all afternoon. Bye. You're on this podcast. <laughs> you're free to leave. <laughs> Happy for you to leave at any point. Wait, just yeah. to, We've if I cl- wait, if I click, <laughs> oh, I'm just oh, no. If I click mute all, just tell me if this. Give me a thumbs up if oh, you if guys I can, can still hear. If you guys can still hear yeah. each other, yeah. Okay, here we go. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. I can hear myself. That doesn't help. I oh no, use. hang on. Yeah, okay. Oh, I'm just gonna have hell. to. All right, bye. Bye, <laughs> bye. Here we We've go. Ta- we talked more about the transition to spoilers than we will about the end of the game. I'm sh- I'm certain yeah. of that. But one very um, last time, the next little bit is going to have spoilers <coughs> for Final Fantasy VII Remake. So if you're happy with that, please join us in the sealed section. Yeah, it's great to be back in the sealed section. I guess people might be assuming that we're just, you know, the end of this game is the same as the original uh, and still sticking I'm around even now. Totally. If you finish the original Final Fantasy VII, you're not going to get as much warning, but still fucking stop listening because let's yeah. start spoiling this right now. This game is absolutely not a remake. It's uh, it's very different in what it has within the course of the game. I'm not convinced that it's all uh, it all has a direct and ongoing bearing on the playing out of the rest of the plot. I think that's what we disagree on. Because yeah. I loved it. I loved it all the way through. This is a 9.5 out of 10 game for me. So beautiful visually, so fun. I, I just, I love the combat. I, I don't understand. Like I've seen a few people, some of our listeners have some issues with it. I just think it's fantastic it's one of the most fluid enjoyable combat systems i've ever in, in played in a game i think with the combat uh, it was a sticking point for me early on as well that it was so similar to an action game that the timing of dodging and that sort of stuff was difficult for me to adapt to in what this game is asking of you um so right. i could see people having that trouble throughout the entire game and not really enjoying the combat which i think has been a big complaint for people but yeah, right. I agree that the, the combat is is great once you kind of come to grips with it. Um, and I also agree that our biggest difference on this game is in two parts. The execution of the ending mm-hmm. and the implications of the ending, I think, are the two yes. big things that I want to talk about for sure. Yes. Um, what didn't you like about the execution of the ending? So the last what would you call it? Maybe hour and a half of the game is where it really ramps up with the stuff that was not in the original. Obviously sure. It's essentially, it, it gets to the end of the highway. Uh, right. And yeah, exactly. in, the, in the original game, you get to the end of the highway, you uh, climb a little rope down and then you leave Midgar. Uh, right. And that is not what happens at the end of this game. No. And I think absolutely <laughs> they... I will say, first of all, that conceptually, I think it's really cool the idea that they've had for what to do with this remake. I think the idea of it being like a sequel, to my mind, is cool. And playing off the expectations of people who have played that first game and using them to create a new story that is like a direct result and... uh, a indirect opposition to what that first game was is cool. Right. I it's think sort that's of a really like good idea. Potentially what 
the what future games are are going to be uh, this sort of like um, intellectual narrative conversation with what the original story was and the expectations or, uh, and the history of it, the nostalgia that people have for it, just like the yeah. the that that in culture. At best, it will be that weird like metatextual thing, which I think people are maybe giving a little too much credit for this one for saying that it contains that stuff. Because like there's people saying that like the 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 whispers represent the fans and that they want everything exactly the same, but they're subverting that. (laughs) I'm willing to bet that the first time that is brought up to I forget the name of the writer of this game, he grits his teeth and goes, "Uh huh, yeah, definitely, I thought of that. Uh huh, one (laughs) hundred percent, yep, one million, yes, absolutely." I think that's giving a little bit. Maybe not, but um, the broader implication of the way that this deals with like the the fact that the characters can see the future in parts and that they're trying to combat that, and the fact that the the last thing the game says is the unknown adventure will continue, I think explicitly tells people that like the next game or games will not be as direct of a remake as this one is. Yeah. Right. Uh, um, yeah, I do think for now, that I, I, my feeling about it is, uh, firstly, what's contained within the game that we played, I love all of it. It's great. I like how it plays out, um, or at least as a whole, I like it. There, I didn't love the existence of the whispery flying around things, but also. Yeah. They, I didn't really care, and and in some stages they looked cool, like the big finale with the Shinra Tower and them all swirling around. I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting image. Mm. They sort of creepy looking, um, but yeah, what happens within this game is essentially the same thing that happens in in the original. Like Cloud sort of gets together with Avalanche. They start to fight uh, Shinra. Sephiroth gets involved, and all of a sudden things pivot to this greater enemy that they're going to follow throughout the rest of the world. And by the end of this game, that's kind of what's happened. That is what's happened. Yeah. The the differences, the big ones in just how the story plays out, are A, that Sephiroth is involved right from the start, and B, that... Well, I, taking away all the, all the broader stuff about the story, I think, because I do like the idea of it, I think the way that it is done in that last hour and a half of the game is fucking terrible compared to the right. rest of the game. It is so rapid of a change. It is such a breakneck turn, not in necessarily terms of the plot that bothered me, but in terms of how the characters are reacting to all the stuff that's going on with them. All of them, except for Cloud and I guess Aerith, who seems to know more than she's letting on or whatever, have no reason to know what the fuck Sephiroth is doing. <laughs> this who is he true. really is, why he's there. And all of a sudden they're like, yeah, man, let's go into that fucking portal. Not one of them is like, hey, quick question. What are we doing? And how are we suddenly powerful enough to fight destiny? Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why I didn't mind all of that stuff because it, because like, I, I love the original game. It's one of my favorite games. And this is, a massive, massive departure in tone as much as, like, literally what's happening. It's very anime. It's very sort of mystical, you know, like, spiritual, ethereal stuff that is in the original game, in the live stream stuff, but is much more in the original game, I think, like, just a metaphor for togetherness, empathy, and caring about the natural world. This is not that, right? Like, this is something completely different. 
and it's not built up to at all in the same way as the first game. The the story no, slowly yeah. introduces each of these elements of like you find out that Sephiroth is even involved around the same time in the story. Like the number of hours is obviously different, but in terms of mm. the plot, you find out at the same time as this. And then if the original were to have transitioned to be like suddenly everyone gets exactly who he is, wants to fight him and knows that he's a threat to the planet, it would have been yeah. so weird. But And that is exactly what happens here. And it just, it's one of those things where I, I feel like it's only missing a few short lines of dialogue of Barrett going like, who the fuck is this guy? And Aerith going right. like, this is who he is. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> right. Because like, right. they they have set it up to be explained in later games, and I think that makes this first one suffer at the moment because it is a full story that absolutely doesn't make sense towards the end and ends on a cliffhanger that is not satisfyingly delivered to me. Well, so... It only doesn't make sense at all if you have never played the original, which is definitely a flaw. It's like empirically a flaw with this game if if what you're part of the the sort of point is like this game should be accessible to anyone who plays it whether they're 15 years old and have never played any of the of the, the original or don't know anything about it or someone who's 35 years old and played the original and loved it. Right. But but Okay, I guess just from my own subjective perspective, I did play the original. I know the story back to front, and this it feels like it was sort of made for someone like me who goes, okay, I'm imagining those lines of dialogue. I'm filling in those blanks. Right. And I think it's only really an issue of pacing. Like, it isn't an issue of, like, leaving out facts. It's more just, well, like, it's harder to come to grips with if you're viewing this as, like, a brand new fresh story that's literally never been told before in any way well and if you're viewing it as that for the characters who are in it as well i think that was my major problem with it yes yeah that group of people haven't been through this before and yet they suddenly act in the way of the story being written from the point of view of someone who knows who sephiroth is and knows what's going on and like they've been shown it kind of very vaguely shows them seeing glimpses of the future or whatever so you can infer yeah that was all the information that they needed delivered to them very quickly. But it, it, it doesn't convey that well enough that the story kind of holds together in itself in, in that last little bit. Like metatextually yeah. and all of that, I agree that it does make sense. I'm not confused by sort of the intention of what they're doing of saying like, here's these multiple dimensions. It And it's not that complicated. Sephiroth mm. is more powerful than he seemed to be in the first one in some way because he's mm. clearly got this ability to travel either in time or interdimensionally to affect events so that, again, he wins. Right. And that overall well, is a really cool idea and a good way to do this remake, to, to bring back that sense of like danger and to bring something new to it for the people who have played the original. But then the fault right. of that is, like you said, it demands the people who have played the original to get everything that they can out of this. Yeah. Yeah, which like is if you're if if you're doing a product review, you gotta say that and you gotta take points off. Like it's not a complete, it's not a complete experience, right? And in it and of itself, being, and it is being marketed to people as though it is. They're saying it's the first part, but they're also saying it's a remake, which I would argue that it isn't, because the yeah, story directly it, contains references 
that are unexplained within this game to the original. Yeah, I, I'm. I I don't know. I don't know about that though. Like, I think like sure. Um, you can. I think it's valid to be like, why did Barrett and Tifa and Red Thirteen just go along with everything at the end? And right. maybe the explanation is because what was happening was insane <laughs> and sure. how would anyone react in that situation like oh there's a evil um guy who like with stuff st- like sephiroth it's like he looks like a villain i mean if i'm living in that world i'm like oh that's the bad guy definitely you don't need I, to explain that to me i'm in anime world sure but like also yeah, the bad yeah. guy wouldn't have nice hair like that and like all the <laughs> sure. I, I, I i don't know about that he look he's but, got he, yeah. his, his little smile i trust it for some reason but yeah, that's I mean he's yeah but so like yes it's weird that they just sort of go along with it but maybe I don't know like I think I'd, you just go along with that as a as sure like an anime logic like what sure. else are they it just do? bugged me a bit towards the end when the rest of it had been so like had taken its time so much with mm. exploring all these very emotional things of how these characters were feeling as well and it went into that more deeply than the original ga- game did yes uh, yeah barrett's um feelings of anxiety around whether or not marlene's safe was the big one that i thought was done really really well in this game sure i mean Aerith all of the stuff about and all a- of that stuff avalanche being potentially in the wrong you know like being p- right. possibly responsible responsible for the deaths of thousands of people as revolutionaries fighting against an evil and oppressive regime, it's like, well, that's a very interesting theme to explore, and they did, and and they 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 fleshed that out yeah. heaps. I totally. think, and to I have think that much. Go ahead. I was just going to say to have that much put into it for there, and then in the last hour and a half to have the only kind of new stuff, or like most of the the new stuff that you're not ready for in the game to all come bombarding at you once, and then to not have a few lines in there of having these characters who you now have so uh, deeply over that time explored to suddenly have their personalities be taken away from them, it felt like, Mm. was a weird kind of jarring thing where even if just Aerith and Cloud seem to kind of get what's going on, Cloud knows he's seeing visions of this guy and this guy wants something from him. Aerith seems to have some understanding of what is taking place beyond what she is telling them, which, you know, you see those flashes of Marlene and Red 13 kind of being able to see into her head or whatever and going Mm -hmm. like, oh, cool, I get it. So even having, like, just Aerith go to all of them, they're like, what the fuck's this? And she's like, don't worry, we got to do this. Trust me. And they're like, okay, I guess you help Marlene, sure. (laughs) Right. It was just that little bit of it seemed missing to me where it made this whole extra fight seem really almost like gratuitous and like i get you need to put a big boss battle at the end but it didn't earn for me through how emotional the rest of the game had succeeded at being this big twist that it is doing it 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 felt a little cheaper because it wasn't explored as deeply as these other things and that might be rectified with the in retrospect with the previous with the um subsequent games but Uh, yeah i think i think the reason that i don't mind as much is I don't believe they're going to change the, the, the upcoming games heaps. I, I think right. what they're doing here is giving themselves the ability to change it slightly. Like the, it's removing the need to stick to every single plot point. Um, I think they're just giving themselves the, um, 
the room to move slightly away from what originally happens to make it harder to predict possibly but also to remove that sort of sword hanging above them of like you have to stick to the original game in every subsequent part or the fans will get really mad at you i don't know that it's like i think it's done for creative reasons more so than like um or like for reasons to allow some creativity within the scope of the existing games rather than blowing it all up and doing something new. I, I don't... I think that's why I'm not as bothered by it is because I don't expect them to change things wholesale. I, I do, and I'm not bothered by that. I like the idea, and I think it's exciting for me having played both, you know, the original mm. as well. Because if you look at the changes that they have already made, like several major characters are still alive who were dead, or there's mm-hmm. something with Zack being in some way alive and maybe a parallel universe, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Sephiroth's whole thing is completely different now. You've already fought him. He already has some kind of intention for you. He's communicating directly with Cloud. That mm. whole thing is different in this game and certainly I don't think we'll get less different in future games. Sure. The, like, Biggs is still alive for some reason. Mm. At least. That's odd. Yeah, that was and odd. And I wonder if it is to set up the expectation that, hey, people who died in the original can survive maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe Aerith's okay. Y- who knows? And I think they're going to do that and then they're going to shrug it off and then they're going to go through with killing her. I, 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 that's what Maybe. I think. It's like, you think it, so Wedge dies, doesn't he? Wedge survives initially and then dies later on. And then, but yeah, Biggs but is the one who survives. He's, yeah, because he gets sucked off <laughs> by those, <laughs> by the, the whispers yeah. in the elevator, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. then late, at the very end, like Biggs wakes up in his bed and he's alive. I, yeah. I what I think, and because so this is I think how I feel about all of the very very sort of um, metaphysical stuff that happens in the game, all of the stuff that's sort of like interdimensional or weird, you know, like mental images and Sephiroth communicating psychically with everyone. It's not, and I know that this is like in the original game, the metaphysical stuff had as much bearing on the plot as the the physical stuff, but I I kind of yeah. am treating personally what happened in this game in metaphysical uh, instances as outside of sort of what's important to me. Like it, it's all representative of stuff. Like it's Sephiroth and Cloud having a, a mental battle metaphorically. Mm. And uh, like I'm just sort of taking it more as like storytelling devices, ways to sort of um, turn emotions and, and, and like mental battles into something you can see. And then right. the real, the actual differences that have happened in the world that we've seen are Biggs survives, and but they they so explicitly say we don't know what's going to happen now. Everything is different now. This is an yeah. untraveled ground. The, the game brings up a fucking thing saying like, "Hey, fucking James Bond will return." Like, I, I yeah, the and the changes are so dramatic in their presentation and the implications if you take them at face value are so big that I would be kind of disappointed if the second part was just a remake of the second portion of Final Fantasy VII because they've had this cool idea and I think that if they then deliver on the possibilities of that, it will make my feelings about how this changes different because at the moment with this as an individual isolated thing, the ending detracts from the 
overall product if it is to be a direct remake. Right. Right. But right. the ending it's, adds it's sort to of an unnecessary weird sidestep at the end. It's poorly paced and it's just not as good. Right. Exactly. If they then brush brush off everything they did at the end of this one for the second part and say, now we're in fucking Nibbleheim and now we're in mm. here's that big snake and you know, everything's the same, don't worry about it. I think that would then make me solidify my feelings of discomfort with the ending of this one because mm. it means that they were just like, We need a big boss battle at the end. What if we right. don't want to fight Sephiroth? We should do it. <laughs> you know what I, I mean, mean? Like, yeah. That is that's what I think <laughs> is what they thought. Like, how yeah. do we do like a, an interesting and creative and weird? Yeah, how do we come up with a, an interesting way to do that to in- integrate or include or add weird boss battles at the end of this chapter? Um, uh, I just feel like uh, yeah, I don't know if it's going to be this wholesale change. I think it's probably going to be a more subtle touch, a subtle series of changes in the upcoming games. I don't know. Because you're mm. right, like it's it it it's implying significant change. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I'm not I'm not overly pessimistic about it. What I don't think is going to happen is it's not going to refer to fucking a book that was written you know ten years ago um, by someone who's not actually involved in the game. I don't think it's going to draw on story elements from Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. I don't think we're in danger of uh, any of the theories that I've seen on Reddit being true. <laughs> Sure. I think it already has done that a little bit much or a little bit more than you would have expected for sure. And I I guess I don't really mind if it does do all that stuff because it's the same world, right? You're still going to go to the same locations, which is the, uh, I guess the the main part of a remake anyway is seeing all that stuff be redone. I Mm. personally, I'm totally okay with the idea of them making this a new story and a sequel and everything, as long as they deliver it well which just the last sort of hour and a half, two hours of this is not done well. Right. It, that's for fair. Me, it just, like the dialogue made a big change. All of a sudden, Cloud can cut a fucking bus in half that's flying at it like that. Just <laughs> the whole tone completely shifted at the end there where it's like, wh- fucking why are you fighting? Se- I don't get why you're like, hey, let's kill Destiny because fucking Sephiroth yeah. told you to as well. Like you don't yeah. know this cunt. He's showing up and he's being like, hey, I killed you, Barrett, but now you kill someone for me, please. And he's like, yeah, I guess we got to. What the fuck? What do you mean? No, that doesn't make yeah. any sense. Don't do that. Yeah. I uh, I don't know. I just was along with for the ride. I, don't, I didn't think that it was ever going to... I sort of, I sort of uh, categorized all of that stuff at the end as, as not being as important as what I thought was like actually happening in the real world of the story. Maybe that right. is only because I played the original and have that story in my head and can refer back to it and have nostalgia for that and, and have that make sense. Um, yeah. But I almost just, yeah, like compartmentalized it as like, oh, this is happening in a, in not reality. And so I'm not as bothered by it. And I'm right. enjoying the fights. Like I was, I really loved uh, playing it. I loved playing through the ending Regardless of how ridiculous the story was, I thought it was really, Same. really I, fun. The music I was really cool, great. and like, yeah. Even even though it's like weird, the reasons why it's happening, hearing the fucking Sephiroth big theme and all of that is cool. Yeah, and that yeah. is definitely a part of why they did it. And I guess you're only fighting his clone, right? Is that the thing, or like, 
I didn't even or, know this until I was reading stuff about the ending, but that Sephiroth you're following for all of Seven is a clone or something. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the original, you find the real one in the crater at the top. It's this giant, he's, you know, a monster. But yeah, yeah all, of the, all of the ones that you're, you're coming across, I guess in the remake as well as the original, are the Genova clones of Sephiroth, I think. Because the two apparently that you're seeing in the remake, and I didn't get this from the actual game, which mm. again, I, I take to be not a sign of me being a fucking dumbass because I know that already, <laughs> but more a sign of the game has not <laughs> expressed itself. But those two clones who you see, the one who's like in the kid's playground and the one who's yep. your neighbour, the, there's two apparently Sephiroths that you see during the game and those are the two. Uh. I think I got that. They call them different names. One of them who's in the apartment next to you and, yeah, the one you see later on. But also it does rely on you remembering that aspect of the original because... Yeah, um, and I guess one I think of the them first jumps time I played the, the Yeah, one yes. Of the, when you yeah. Cl- climbs that big tower. Yeah. Uh, when the helicopter's there. Uh, yeah. The first time I played the original, I did not understand the story, I think, at all. Like, Right. Uh, certainly the reunion stuff was not something I picked up on until I was older because I did play it as a kid. But like um, knowing that and understanding that, knowing that oh, all of these weird guys in black cloaks and Cloud are just like genetic goth cuts and clones of the original Sephiroth or Genova or a mix. I, I guess, guess I'm Genova still unclear on that. At some point Sephiroth was a clone of Genova or in some yeah. way Sephiroth is that meteor. Yes, right, that like hit the, yes. the earth, and either that thing has taken over the actual person's brain, or he was that all along, or whatever it is. But yeah, yeah. I so I I I I like the idea more that this is the Sephiroth from the original, somehow time traveling or whatever, and trying mm. to win again, and everything will change because of that. I think that's a really cool idea. It wasn't delivered well in the last tiny portion of this game as a twist which I take it to be, but mm-hmm. in retrospect could become absolutely fine. If the second game opens with Tifa being like, hey, what the fuck was that? <laughs> like, I didn't say anything at the time because I was like, hey, I guess these guys know what they're doing, but that fucking confused the shit out of me. Then <laughs> right. I'll be like, Tifa, you're right. Good core work. Your abs are great. Yep. <laughs> yep. Keep it up. <laughs> and the then someone please explain <laughs> what the fuck's going on. <laughs> yeah. And then we can I go on our quest. If it is that thing, and I'm surprised that, um, I guess the, the the lack of import that you've you've given it towards, or with with your impression of how it factors into the story, because if it is just a side thing, then I think that's also really fucking weird. I I don't yeah I think I've compartmentalized it in my experience of playing the game that we just played because yeah uh, it's a it's like a nine point five out of ten. And if I treat that as not being that important, it doesn't change my experience of that game. It ma- it made the end fun with some battles and stuff, but I can disregard the final 20 minutes of story from a 40-hour game. Um, right. I, those uh, are the only uh, yeah. important parts of the story to me now because right, right. the implications right. of that story are that, hey, that whole first part of the game was actually about this. And yeah, you played those same events again because it's this new world. And like the whole time throughout, it makes the whisper stuff make sense of them trying to keep it all the same because that's like the planet or some separate thing that is fate or destiny or whatever, Mm. trying Mm. to make sure that Sephiroth doesn't win. And then he somehow convinces you to kill that. 
the fact that he's like, hey, you got to kill Destiny. But I guess he shows each of those people like, okay, so Aerith's going to die, Red 13. You're like running through a canyon and you're afraid of that for some reason. Barrett, I don't know. Yeah. I guess you're just fine, but you're still going to join in. And then a meteor is going to come and destroy the Earth. Oh, yeah, they do. He shows him that. But yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't happen in that. So I don't know. Maybe he. No, that's that's the thing. That's what I. That's what I sort of perceived as happening is that they are seeing glimpses of the future, which is what happens in the original game. And yeah. in the original game, they defeat Sephiroth and the meteor gets stopped and everyone survives. Like that thing of Red 13 running through the canyon is the ending of the original game where they right, succeed. It's like the, and it's like nature's back and they're all happy, right? That's totally, like the very yeah, last it is. shot. Because like the so, meteor maybe destroys like Midgar or something. Like obviously the weapons come. Like stuff changes in the original game, but it changes for the better in the, in the yeah, very, very exactly. end. So if they see all that and are like, nah, let's roll the dice again. I reckon we can do it. Or they've been shown the wrong thing by Sephiroth or whatever. That's what I think. I think Sephiroth, Sephiroth is showing them what happens in the original game, what happens in their future in a misleading way. Because like, sure. yeah, no one wants Aerith to die. But she does die in the original game or in the original story uh, timeline uh, as a sacrifice to save the world. So I, I think I'm, it's not as, as straightforward as like this is an alternate uh, vision of the future. Now we've separated entirely from it. And we, I think there's a, it's just a way that Sephiroth is using the live stream or whatever and the future in the past to confuse them. I, I, I don't think it's as clear cut as now everything's different. I wouldn't necessarily either as well if it weren't for the fact that right at the end it says now everything's different. Like that, yeah. that it might as well say that, that last little title. It's like, yeah. hey, by the way, fuck your sequels. We're going off yeah. the rails, baby. And I'm excited for that in some way, but I also think it's like a little bit disappointing for people who weren't looking forward to that, but I personally couldn't give a shit about remakes in general, so... Yeah, I mean, I, I, that could still just be a, a very generic, like... Hey, if this is the first time, like if you're playing this game for the first time, you don't know what's going to happen next. <laughs> you, the I guess so. going to come out in a couple of years, and you're going to have a very uh, big adventure, and you don't know what's going to happen. That is a <laughs> wild interpretation of that. If it's like, <laughs> hey, specifically, if this is the first time you're playing this, don't play the original, please. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, I don't know. What I what I genuinely think is that they're sort of sitting on the fence. I think there's going to be some differences. I think most of it's going to be the same. Uh, uh, I, I yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be this massive, massive change. That's I think wh- that's what massive... I think. I don't know if if that's what I want. I sure. I think I would love the the sort of thing that you're predicting, which is a, a very big departure and a a new kind of story within the same world. I think that'd be great because, like you know, I've I have got the original always to to refer back to. Right, and I I think how bombastic that ending is and how much like the fact that you are killing a manifestation of destiny i think is as clear of a way as they possibly can of conveying like we do not intend to continue this as a direct remake series yeah see i i think i i'm not i think i'm a little less charitable i i I think they're saying don't hold us to account on what the original game is we'll make some changes and you're not allowed to complain about it that's that is my that's my interpretation and it could be wrong I, we have no idea, right? And I think that's my biggest problem with the ending is that it deliberately makes things so unclear that it is mm-hmm. just an unsatisfying cliffhanger either way. I like, Yeah. And yeah. then just for what I interpret what they're trying to do for, for, 
for them trying to convey yeah what I see it as they didn't do a very good job right at the end there because it just goes so quick it so rapidly turns and changes that it just didn't feel like it had the same um, care put into it as the rest of it. I understand that. I, I disagree because I I had less writing on it um, and, and still enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, like, fuck. I'm very curious to see what happens next. Like, Same. I'm, I'm really, really interested. And I think they did execute most of this game so, so well at such a high level that I'm just excited to play what whatever comes next. Totally. I'll play it either way. I would, at this point, prefer it to be a sequel that makes the ending of this make sense in context. But I, I guess when they start talking about the second part, they kind of have to show their cards, right? Like, Surely, yeah. Like, if you're, like, spot on in your interpretation, it wasn't a remake. It was this alternate interpretation. It's specifically, you know, it is metatextually interacting with the original text and changing it. They've got to cop to that, <laughs> surely. Yeah. yeah. I, I, like, it's called Final Fantasy VII 2 or something in, in my mind. It's like... This next bit is like a sequel to this game, which is a reinterpretation in a massive way of the first mm. one or kind of a sequel to the first one. Yeah. The, the only way that this story at this point in time makes sense is if you have fully played the original game. So that to me makes it a sequel. Yeah, it's a, it's it's new. I think that's whatever it is, it's not been done before, I, I, I don't no. think. It's cool. Um, it's almost cool yeah. on like a fucking Kojima way of like, hey, Metal Gear Solid 2 is not actually about Snake anymore. And also it's right. about sequels sucking. Fuck you. <laughs> right. And this doesn't deliver it anywhere near as well as that right at the last little hurdle there. But I, conceptually, I think it's really, really cool. And I, I Sure. Yeah. Conceptually is remakes are boring. So we're doing something different with it. Yeah. If the next yeah. one is them actually doing something different with it and they admit that then cool. I, I think there is an argument to be made that the misrepresentation of this one in my mind as part one of an entire remake is a little bit dicey and weird, but I don't know if it even is that still. And if it is just a straight up remake for the last parts, then why have this big weird fucking battle here? Like then it makes that well, not make any sense. If, it, if it's a straight remake for the next whatever, however many parts, don't have all the weird story stuff at the end. Just right. have... A big battle, like just exactly. say Sephiroth showed up and you have to fight him at the end, and he has a bunch of forms. Like do oh, it yeah, at the end of the freeway and one of the whatever. Jennifer things or like uh, sure, I don't know, yeah. That f- there's some fucking Midgard thing. You're fighting a <laughs> big turret that's on the top of the tower. Like there's yeah. any number yeah. of big final bosses you can pretend should be there. The yeah, fact yeah. that they've chosen to do it this way, and to me, it has such wide reaching implications for the story is interesting but delivered poorly to me yeah i um i'm very interested to see what because like i've seen a lot of people theorizing about it i've seen a lot of people putting a lot of thought into what actually happened and what's going to happen i don't think i've read anything that i 100 percent agree with and i'm not i'm not convinced that yeah I, I i don't know i don't think theorizing in terms of that stuff is that interesting usually like that's what I hated about shows like Lost and stuff like that. I don't care, right, really right, care right. about the theories. I just want to see what plays out. There's no point really theorizing about it. But I just I want to hear from people who have finished this game. I want to hear if you're people who've played the original, if you haven't, 
what you think about it, if you read theories and it changed the, your perception of the game, if you're sort of like me and just disregarded it. Um, yeah, I'm really keen to hear for, from people. I guess don't tweet spoilers at us publicly or post on our Facebook page or no, anything. Yeah. But, um, well, and also, like, probably don't even email them uh, to us because Tommy hasn't finished it. <laughs> so well, I don't know I, where just we put in the spoiler. That. Put in the spoiler yeah, to Adam yeah, and Ben. Yeah, Final Fantasy spoilers uh, inside. Don't read Tommy, and then uh, send us <laughs> send us what. No, Tommy's allowed. Um, or just you know tweet at us, DM us uh, individually. Of course, that's oh, all yeah, fine. Oh yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, fucking fascinating. Very, very interesting. Um, very curious to see what happens with the with the sequels. It's it's the last thing I expected from this game mm. was to be surprised like this. So, yeah, yeah. At least on that level, pretty cool. Whether yeah. or not the surprise was like, you know, if somebody jumps out at you and instead of yelling surprise, they go like, slurp eyes! And you're just like, oh, you got it a bit wrong right at the end. <laughs> but the intention there is pretty cool and I want to see you follow up on the party that you've promised by jumping yeah. out there. But they like tripped over yeah. my coffee table as they jumped out. <laughs> so... Um. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that'll uh, that'll bring us to the end of the sealed section this week. We'll definitely yeah. revisit this when Tommy finishes the game uh, in uh, six or seven months' time. Yeah, when they um, announce the second part, we'll be able to talk about <laughs> the information. <laughs> yeah, but um, <laughs> thanks for for listening to the sealed section, everyone. Uh, we'll see you next week on Filthy Casuals. See you later. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.